This episode of the podcast is brought to you by finally peeing after hours of drinking. Is this you? This pathetic, flea-ridden beast? Answer me. But it's a wolf. One that has been trapped by man and will be killed by man. That's why we are the superior race. Is that what you think a man is? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast. The only podcast that believes they are wolves. I'm Zach. <laughs> and I'm Frank. <laughs> and today we are here to discuss Wolf. Yes. 2021. Did you like this movie? Uh, I it, I liked it. I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. I had some I have problems with it and whatnot. But overall, I will say that I am looking forward to whatever Nathalie is doing next. Yes. Um, first time watching this, very different. That's what I said in the last episode. I wanted something unique. Um, and then with that, we're doing a new format for this podcast. So, um, so now you guys, the listeners now have to describe the movie and we just sit here and listen. Yeah. We wait for you to ring in for yeah, it. Yeah. So God. <laughs> so, uh, Wolf came out in 2021. It was directed by Natalie Biancheri. Yeah. Biancheri. Uh, you have a few people in this, not a lot. But you have George McKay, who I think did a really good job as Jacob, uh, Lily Rose Depp, who plays Cecile, Patty Considine, who plays the zookeeper, or Dr. Mann, which is a very weird name. Um, You have Fiona O'Shea, who plays Rufus, who I think is a fun side character. And then you have Carice Vanson, who plays Annalisa. Um, And that's your main cast. And then I get to tell you what the movie is (laughs) about. So basically, because the IMDb one is very weird, uh, this film is about people who believe that they are actually animals trapped in human body, and it's called species identity disorder. Um, and they're taking to this facility to basically just teach them that they are humans again. Yeah. Um, and that's a very general idea, but I've I felt lobster vibes from this. I mean, obviously, like that's a that's a pretty. Uh, easy comparison to make mm-hmm. uh, i guess so yeah i mean it's very similar in the idea of go- getting sent to a i don't know if you call it a camp but mm-hmm. it's getting sent to a place in which you are basically just trying to get fixed yeah. in a way right when obviously in the lobster it was more like getting fixed with love mm-hmm. and this one isn't getting fixed because you have a mental disorder yeah um but yeah i mean again Overall, I liked it. Uh, so, getting going on with our new format, mm-hmm. pros. What did we like? So, first things first. I really enjoyed, obviously, the concept to this film. I yeah. think the concept was really great. Um, I more so enjoyed the fact that it was a lot more like psychological with the film. Because this movie obviously could have taken a really weird turn and been like, oh, no, he actually is a wolf. Yeah. And by the end, like, Jacob actually turns into a wolf. Right. And I was almost waiting for that, and that was going to ruin the movie for me. <laughs> I really enjoyed how, like, it just was all mental. Like, it was all just, like, they really believe that they are these animals, and yeah. they're really here for, I guess, to get help. Yeah. In a sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, one thing I really wanted to mention was I really love the color like mm-hmm. the color grading and just how everything looked. The movie is very technically, uh, it's made very well. Yeah. Uh, the, I mean, the opening shot was beautiful. I mean, Jacob 
naked mm-hmm. in the middle of the forest and those greens like those super super deep deep greens and it was all blurry too yeah and i and it, and it just had this kind of werewolf-esque vibe mm-hmm. and i was ve- and i really really love that and i mean from that opening shot i was like this might be great yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately i don't think it was great mm-hmm. but uh i really really did enjoy like the actual visuals of the uh the film i thought everything looked very very pretty i thought the the um inside because you're inside of the facility basically the entire film yeah and i didn't find it boring at all Mm -hmm. you know like obviously when when you're kind of limited to a, a space filming it in different ways and making it seem you know going kind of back to these same rooms that that we've been in already a few to- a few times filming it in just interesting in different ways i did find that her direction was very good yes absolutely i mean i don't know what exactly what else she's done i tried to like look up a couple of things but nothing really like stood out for me yeah um but still really really great job uh, another thing that i really liked is the small mannerisms that make you actually kind of believe that they are animals um Specifically with Jacob, like, there is a scene where he goes and gets, like, lunch in the cafeteria, and he uses the fork to, like, itch the back of his head. Yeah. And, like, the just the way that, like, the sound effect was for it, like, the sound design where it actually felt it sounds like, like, like it a was dog a dog scratching, yeah. I was like, man, like, right there, I was like, man, this could be really good, like, just the small little details that they do. Yeah. Um, And then, obviously, like, Jacob, I mean, George McKay himself is very in shape and i think that kind of like adds to it where him walking on all fours at times made me believe that he actually was a wolf <laughs> i think i don't know like it was the shoulders like popped all the way back yeah that i i really kind of felt like okay animal um yeah, yeah the one thing that i that i noticed with him that i was like oh that's a small little nice detail is that when he was walking on his on all fours he he was walking he was walking on his knuckles mm-hmm. he was never he never had his hands fully extended so he he was walking on his knuckles uh like they were more like mitts mm-hmm. like a, like an animal opposed to uh what's her name wildcat whatever yeah, you, Cecile. yeah yeah her she she was like a feline and when i and when she walked in you know how cats are supposed to be like you walk, you look at a cat walk and you're like oh that's kind of just a very elegant way they're very light on their feet and when she was walking, the way that she was laying down her palms onto the ground and then like sl- like re- re- really lightly laying down her finger and her mm. indexes and whatnot, I was like, little details like that I appreciated because it adds a certain element opposed to just having your characters walk on all fours like how we would do it. Yeah. I mean, even like the, the one girl that thought she was a horse. Like the neighing, yeah, yeah, actually sounded like horse neighing. <laughs> I don't know if that was her or that was actually like sound right. design, yeah. but like it, it felt a little bit realer. Yeah, I want to say that Jacob did a really good job, or mm-hmm. uh, you know, George McKay as Jacob, because it wasn't a super physical role. Yeah, it definitely leads a little bit more into the, like a physical role than than a standard film. But uh, I, I did, I did like him again. Like going back to his mannerisms, I thought that those were all really cool. Uh, yeah, I just I thought he was good, and I thought. Um, I guess what's his name? Patty, the guy, the actor who played mm-hmm. the zookeeper. I swear I've I seen liked that him. man before. Yeah, yeah, I know his face. I couldn't tell you where he was from. Uh, but I liked him too. I, I thought mm-hmm. his acting was actually really, really good. He he was, in my opinion, one of the more standouts over everybody else. It was pretty much George McKay and then Patty. Yeah. Because he 
really sunk into the role of being somebody who is trying to fix these people but doesn't actually care about them Mm -hmm. or and if he does he has a really bad way of showing you i mean he's more of like a a tough love type of person opposed to a uh kill him with kindness like you know it's like he really is like you know you have like those great scenes where he's telling uh, i don't remember the kid's name but the guy who thought he's a squirrel oh, trying yeah, to crawl yeah. up the Jeremy, tree I think. yeah and then he's like trying to crawl, crawl up the tree God, crawl up the tree yeah and, and you're seeing how his methods are are and i enjoyed his acting on that i feel like he i feel like he had a lot of fun doing it mm-hmm. because he's playing like a despicable kind of asshole well yeah that's what i like too is like that he he doesn't more or less feel like the antagonist, even though he's kind of yeah. like if if you're gonna structure it in like that kind of movie format, he is the antagonist. Yeah, but he doesn't feel like it. Um, the one scene with the the bird girl, um, Judith, telling her to jump out the window. Yeah, yeah, that was where I was like, okay, he's an antagonist. Like he wants her to literally fall, right, and like and break, break something. Yeah, break an ankle to realize that she's not a parrot, right. Um, and then even to like towards the end when like he gets in everybody's faces and like just starts like getting at them the way that they are, I was like, okay, you're acting right now. Like you're doing a good job. Yeah. So I liked him for that. Um, not a lot of other people really, really stood out. I agree with you where it's like, it really was just George and Patty. Yeah. Um, and then Lily Rose, like she's every, fine every now and again. Um, I was also like, where, like she just not wearing a bra like it's very cold in the movie for her <laughs> like the entire film i was just like hmm there they are <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> I, I, I noticed that i guess I that's a pro <laughs> I, I guess um, she's pretty yeah so i i want to i actually want to recognize the writer director because mm-hmm. this is a wholly original film right like this doesn't feel and like although you, you can make comparisons to other things it is it's it, it's a unique story yeah uh and you don't get those very often anymore, so it seems. So, obviously, like, more in the art house independent filmmaking, you do. So, I really enjoy just watching holy, like, just entirely new concepts, right? Like, mm-hmm. just something that I haven't seen before. And, and seeing a writer-director come out with a completely original idea and getting it made, I always like. Yeah. So, I think that's a really, really big pro for me. Uh, and again, I kind of liked how the film felt like an independent movie. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel very, very commercial, but it had the quality of a commercial project. So that you know, th- there are obviously like independent films that, that we've that we've watched that have like a very amateurish kind of quality about them. And sometimes it's endearing, and sometimes it's nice to see that, and sometimes it, it kind of is the Achilles' heel to a film. While I think this one, it's some, it, it really had a very really good balance of having that independent filmmaking feel while also having the quality that you need in order to not be distracted by it yeah so i always appreciate that Mm -hmm. um i have like one other thing too for like the good uh there's there's a specific scene that like i really liked how the camera was cut um i think this movie cinematography wise is very well done too um you have like these very like I said, reminiscent to the lobster, like these very like panned out wide shots, um, especially when Rufus comes back after being like, okay, he's good enough to be a boy again. Like, let's set him free. And then he comes back dressed up as a dog. Right. Um, and then just the way that that shot was framed, I thought it was really, really cool where it's just like completely panned out. You see 
the mom and, and Rufus literally walking in, um, and you see Cecile just looking on to be like, oh, what's going on? Yeah. Um, but there is a scene where the one doctor is asking them all to laugh, like humans. Yeah. And the way that it's so quick cut, um, it was really well done. Like, I, to me, that was like one of the standout shots in the movie where you have um you have Jacob just literally starting to kind of like laugh a little bit like smile for the first time in the film and then it almost goes to like this insane look to yeah. everybody yeah um because it's quick cutting back and forth to everyone and it it was really cool where it just seemed like everybody was more or less going insane from trying to laugh and it was just like this little notch of like a dark twist to what was kind of a somber film beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I will say is I never found myself bored mm-hmm. during this movie, which is good. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> uh, it could have been bored. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it really could have been. And it I never did. I, I was interested in the story. I was interested as into where this was going. Mm-hmm. And this kind of begins to lead into my cons because yeah. I feel like it didn't really go anywhere. No. And that's the thing is like, I feel this movie should have went a little darker. So that was my, so my thing was the main thing that I have is that the story felt very, very unbalanced mm-hmm. because you, we have like, is this film trying to be a love story? Kinda. A little bit. But not really. <laughs> but at not the same really. Time. By right. the end, not really. Right. Uh, is this film trying to be about like finding one's true self and identity? Mm-hmm. Kinda. Yeah. Uh it's just it, it it doesn't it doesn't go in any direction far enough mm-hmm. that you fully have like any true substance anywhere. Yeah. I mean that's the thing is like the scene when you first get introduced to the zookeeper, Dr. Man, and with Jeremy, like, trying to climb up the tree, and that scene of, like, his fingernail breaking off, yeah. I was like, okay, that's dark, that's brutal that we just saw that. Give me more of that throughout this. And yeah. I, I guess you kind of do, because, like, I mean, he, he later on shows Jacob, like, the wolf in the cage, and then cages him and, like, puts the muzzle on and starts, like, yeah. shocking so him. So, that, that's where I was like, this is where I need this film to go. Yes. And I need more of this. Yeah. And it doesn't actually ever really go any further than that. Like, my whole thing is, my again, like, my main issue is that, and, and, I, and pretty much I mean in every aspect of this film, from the characters to the plot itself, is nothing seems to ever go far enough. Mm-hmm. Because... The zookeeper, the doctor, whatever you want to call him, you as an audience member, you need you need to hate him you yeah. need, and you need to show how evil he is. And like you were saying, kind of like enforcing what I'm trying to say here is like when you were explaining the antagonist, you're like, he's kind of the antagonist, yeah. but he's not really. And he needs to be the antagonist because he needs to be the guy that almost starts torturing these kids mm-hmm. in order to break them of what they are, what what they think they are. And I didn't really hate him. Yeah, exactly. Like even, even at that scene that I said was cool where he's getting in everybody's faces and like barking back at them. He has the, like the shock stick in his hand, start electrocuting them. Right. Like I would have been like, okay, he's fully gone like antagonist here. Right. 
but he never went that route. He's he kind of stayed like as the doctor. Right. And that leads into my other main con with this film is that because of that, I didn't really feel sympathetic towards Jacob and the other characters. No, I mean, at th- that ending shot, I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't feel very profound. It didn't mm-hmm. feel like I was losing Jacob in a way or I was... I, I, I didn't feel anything, honestly. Yeah. And, and it felt so... It didn't make sense to me as to... So, look, I have, like, after we get through, like, talking about our cons, I have, like, what... I personally took away from the film and like Mm -hmm. what I think it was trying to say. Yeah. And then we can sort of, I can sort of unpack this a little bit more, but I did not feel it felt very unjustified Mm -hmm. and just very underwhelming when, when Wildcat decides to not leave. Yeah. Like, it didn't make sense to me because, like, this whole time she's kind of building towards that and they've talked about it. And if you're trying to have, it's like, we love each other, we need to run out and be with each other, then okay, great. And it's okay to have her, like, self-doubt and Mm -hmm. and have her be like, "Ah, I don't know if I can actually do this. And then him, like, convince her, like, no, 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 we have to because what are you going to do? You're just going to stay here? Or we can go roam free and, you know, and just yeah, live off the land. Right. And yeah, that might be, there might be a higher risk to that. And, and we'll kind of have to, we're going to have to kind of hide ourselves and whatnot. But that's the sacrifices that we're willing to make in order to be who we, who we truly feel like we are in our souls. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't go that way. And it's just like, okay, as a movie, mm-hmm. it's very like, it's just so underwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just like, all right, that was just... So your entire relationship was unnecessary. Pretty much you were only introduced for the purpose of releasing him at the end. Yeah. It, it kind of felt like having like a kazoo without like the little like, noise maker <laughs> yeah. in it. Where you just blow and it's like... Yeah. yeah. And it's like nothing. But like, yeah, I don't know. Like it, it just didn't seem like her character really mattered towards the end. Because you could have also had it too where it's like she stalls long enough where they get trapped and then he gets brought back and it's kind of like, okay, and movie, they're stuck here. That's right, it. Right, yeah. And then you could have had like a whole other profound moment of being like, well, you know, you're trapped in what you are. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know. Like it, it was kind of cool where it's like, okay, in the beginning, like that first couple of shots of Jacob – it just turned out to be that's what he was doing after he left. Like, he's broken free and, like, right. he's just being himself. Yeah. But it just didn't matter, really. No. Like I, I didn't feel like the zookeeper did enough to be evil. And then because of that, I felt more of, like, he's actually trying to help them and they're not understanding. Yeah. And it just became, like, a more of a theme about, like, mental disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, Because that's what I... I took away, like... This movie is trying to, like, be about equality, just about, like, these people are still human beings and they just want to be, like, accepted for who they are. Um, this movie is trying to be about abandonment issues with uh, Cecile, because you never really get a full idea of, like, what's her deal, but you understand enough that, like, at the end she can't leave this place because she's afraid of being abandoned again by yeah. Jacob. Um, and then just really like psychological disorders altogether yeah um that's what i took away yeah so i mean just i want to just expand on one thing before i go into like what i took away from it Mm -hmm. is 
going back to like basically saying that they never nothing goes far enough because truthfully the love story was very uninteresting to me and it didn't really feel like I should believe that they really do love each other. But what about that weird jerk off scene? That was all. Oh, yeah, that was strange. <laughs> but it, that 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 was weird. But mm-hmm. like again, they 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 met each other like they had like three interactions, four interactions with each other in the in the course of like breaking out in the middle of the night of their bedrooms and going up to like the rooftop. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, you're building a, a relationship, but then at the end when he's locked up in the cage, it's like. Hey, I'm breaking you out of here because we're gonna go run off and be together. But and like that's a I, I don't know. I feel like that was that was supposed to feel like a like our love is more important than this, and we need to, we're breaking out of this because we love each other so much. Mm-hmm. And I I never felt like I bought that they should really be in love and that their feelings should be that that that, that their feelings should run so deep for each other. Yeah, because he by the time that he gets over the fence and just dashes off and then looks back. He's more of just like, oh, well, now I'm a wolf right. rather than I'm but, leaving the person I love. Right, exactly. And it's also just like, where the, the most the most of your interactions <laughs> is you guys being up on the roof and then him just howling at the moon. Like, mm-hmm. that, that's pretty much <laughs> the majority of what is their relationship what relationships is. are anymore? Not anymore, man. And this country. And then, like, going into the whole idea of this, like, mental disorder and, and you know, feeling like trapped and 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 whatnot and being in the wrong whatever whatever mm-hmm. however you want to like take it as it's like it doesn't really go far enough in that direction either like i'm not seeing a real physical breakdown of these people and like them not understanding that they that they are being told that they're that they're humans when they truly feel like animals mm-hmm. and I, I didn't get that either like there's there's obviously elements of it yeah but it never goes far enough and it never goes far enough with the zookeeper. Like he needs again. When I thought that it was going to get very, very dark, mm-hmm. when everybody kind of uprises, yeah, and they start flipping over the tables, and everyone starts making their their animal noises, and literally all he does is go up to them and like just mimic them, and it was so underwhelming. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like he had the cattle prod, like just right. start shocking, them. right? Like he he literally just starts mimicking them and just screaming in their face. It's mm-hmm. like. Wow, that was <laughs> that was intense. <laughs> like, Air quotes. <laughs> not really. Like it was so underwhelming. I was so disappointed, man. Um, but yeah. So what I took away from the film, and maybe you didn't take, you didn't get this like at all. But I think that if I explain myself, and maybe once I say it, you'll sort of agree. Is I thought that this entire film was a metaphor for being transgender. So I, I, I can, I can see it. Cause like you're trapped in. A right. Body so that... like, like literally the whole film is based upon feeling like you are, you were born in the wrong body mm-hmm. and, uh, feeling confused, not feeling like you can be your true self in society because obviously people who, who do feel like they were born in the wrong body do feel like they need to hide themselves. And of course there have been situations in which, you know, somebody who is gay literally gets sent to a camp to get made straight, mm-hmm. which is horrible. Yeah. And that's like what this whole thing feels like to me. Um, and the whole concept of getting sent to a place in where doctors are trying to air quotes fix you when in reality there's nothing to be fixed. And 
I think that that's what this whole movie was trying to be about. Mm-hmm. And while, again, I thought that the, that's what I took away from it, I still feel like it almost didn't really stick the landing because it didn't go far enough in any of these directions to make that metaphor feel that impactful. Mm-hmm. But that's what I took away from it. Yeah. Like, yes, of course, like mental disorders, because I feel like that's that that's being like fed to you like mm-hmm. right there. But I don't consider being transgender a mental disorder. No, absolutely uh, not. and I don't consider that. So I don't know. That's what I that's where I was. That's what I took away from it. And that's what I took away from it pretty much. Once about like midway through, I was like, I think this is all about being transgender Mm -hmm. and whether I, whether the writer director had that in mind at all, I have no idea, but that's what I took away from it. And I think that there is, there is some real, there are some, there are some diamonds in this rough here. Yes. There are snippets (laughs) of like, this is great. Yeah. And this really could have been like something. I just, I feel like the ending fumbled the ball a little bit. I, I think a lot of, I think it was fumbled throughout the entire movie like mm-hmm. it was it was really short passes it's like yeah and then and then it's like ah, you yeah. somehow didn't catch that i am and then glad- making a short pass again you're like ah you sort of didn't catch that i am glad that this movie didn't turn out to just be like a obscure idea but a romance film like that's what i liked yeah yeah i guess i guess I'm, i was sort of happy about that so you know overall personally i'm giving it like a five. I really? Felt, I felt very like in the middle about it mm-hmm. because it had some really cool ideas. It was shot very well. I, but it's like, it's like a good five. It's mm-hmm. not like, it's, it's just right in the middle for me that I, I, and again, I'm, I'm excited to see what she does next mm-hmm. and I will now be looking out for her to see what she does next. I just don't think that she quite stuck the landing on anything. So that's why I feel like right in the middle and I'm giving it a five. Seven and a half of the weird little iPads with hunting things on it that was weird Uh, yeah i didn't need that yeah yeah because that's the that's the last thing i'll say it it felt weird to being in this facility and trying to like teach them that they're humans again but then giving them all these privileges to be animals uh right yeah exactly nothing felt like they were I don't know. It it never felt like they were prisoners yeah it was like oh we're because in, in, in certain aspects they're they're almost being encouraged to be to animals, be animals. <laughs> so i don't know it, it was just very flip-floppy mm-hmm. it was it was all over the place cool idea though yeah i enjoyed so, the idea yeah cool you have a recommendation i do um so we've talked about documentaries a lot on this podcast um however i recently discovered and i didn't know this was a thing i knew this was a channel on tv but vice right um they have a YouTube channel that is literally just hundreds of mini documentaries mm-hmm. ranging anywhere between like eight to like an hour, like eight minutes to an hour long. Yeah. I've just been binge watching a bunch of them. Yeah. Um, it's so interesting. There's so many different things that I didn't know going on in the world and Vice has kind of like shown me these things. Yeah. Um, I woke up today, watched one about the Japanese sex industry and how... The Yakuza run most of it. Mm. Um, I've watched one where a Italian man since 1989 has just been finding news reporters doing live d- segments and just being in the background. Ah. Um, I watched one about neo-Nazi MMA. Yeah. Like, and then other ones on like drug addiction where like um, a a person who is recovering gets hooked back on drugs trying to get their partner clean. Oh, and wow. it, it's just like, it's really, really powerful documentaries that 
are done in such a short period of time. Yeah. Like, you watch YouTube, you watch an eight-minute-long video, that's long for YouTube. You watch an hour-long video, that's really long. But, like, you get hooked on these small little documentaries. And I like that they never really, like, go back to them. Like, they never do, like, two-parters. It's all just, like, contained right in that episode. You get all the information you need. You make the assessment for yourself. Mm. But Vice has been really cool. Um, Literally just watching it, like, on my breaks at work now. Yeah. Just seeing, like, different stories. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Nice. All so right. Vice. Vice. Frank, what are we doing for our discussion? Oh, we're going to be doing something that I'm excited about. Uh, and something that I don't really think gets talked about very often mm-hmm. is... Some of our favorite camera movements in scenes in films. Ooh. So, uh, you know, that's, again, I don't feel like it, does, it gets talked about enough, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm excited to do it. So look forward to that. Zach, take us out. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Now, Frank, I am not a wolf. <laughs>